And for Off the Block, I'm Vinny Lips, and we are now joined by Princeton men's volleyball head coach Sam Swisey as his team is preparing for the upcoming NCAA tournament that they're going to be taking on North Greenville in the opening round. So, Coach, I want to ask you, you're a couple days removed from winning the EIVA championship, now prepping for the NCAA tournament. What is the mood like in the gym right now as you're preparing? Uh, you know, it's it's a combination of just uh, obviously excited and, and really, you know, overjoyed about the last week's success and honestly the chance to keep keep the party going, you know. I think we all just uh, love and appreciate each other and a chance that we're <laughs> – we're still we're still getting a chance to hang out and be together, and so uh, you know being together yesterday was was really fun and exciting, and and trying to turn the attention to the next phase, which is you know get back into uh, hey back at it mindset and start learning about our opponents, start thinking about the next match, and um, getting ready to to go back at it. And looking at this week, anything in particular you guys are focusing on in the gym? Anything that that you wanted to clean up after the EIVA tournament? Um. Not really. You know, I think most of our conversations right now are about North Greenville and kind of watching some film on them and, and looking at them and, you know, um, not having played played them this year or not too many common opponents. I think George Mason might be the only common opponent we have. Um, you know, just taking a look at their style and trying to figure out, you know, how do we game plan for them and kind of get ready to try to put up a, get a, a great match, a match, a match plan for them. Well, Coach, talking about North Greenville, because you have had an opportunity to, to look at their film, what jumps out on the tape for you about this team? Well, the thing that jumps out is uh, Torres, their opposite. Uh, just an incredible high flyer, great arm, really has some range, hits well from the front row and the back row. You know, that's kind of where our game plan is going to revolve around is if we can somehow set up a way to maybe slow him down. Um, the setters does a real nice job. they got two good middles, a pretty balanced team, but he's the guy that kind of stands out. And, you know, in, in their final match against Mount Olive, I think he had something like 25 kills, hit 450 or something like that. Just a real fantastic player. Um, so, yeah, so we're going to kind of game plan against him and see if we can work on some blocking defense stuff this week to, to prepare. But that's going to be uh, the, the centerpiece for us is trying to trying to game plan and slow down towards it if we can. Coach, I'm sure that you have Princeton fans that may already be looking ahead. Oh, you got a possible matchup with, with Hawaii if you beat North Greenville. How? But in the locker room, how how do you keep your team focused on just that, that one match at a time and making sure they're not getting ahead of themselves? Yeah, you know, I think it's it's a great question. I think it's the same conversation kind of we had heading into the EIVA playoffs, you know. It's like, look, you have to plan for the whole week. You have to you have to have an like you can't show up, you can't win the quarterfinals and the semis and get to the end of the week and not have packed enough socks and underwear for the trip. So, you know, you have to plan and say, "Hey, like here is the map. We would love to play and stay and be prepared for the whole thing." And it's it's exciting to engage in outcome goals. It's exciting to envision all that stuff. And but it's sort of like dessert, you know. You get you get a little piece of chocolate at the end, okay? You get to think about that a little bit. But we know that the the recipe and the secret to success and what helps us, you know, healthy and and mentally focused is focusing on the next opponent and and the day to day. And so okay, so now let's lock in and think about Greenville. And now let's lock in and think about Torres. Now let's think about blocking the opposite and think about defense on the right side and, and really just lock in and be process oriented. And so I think a, a good 90, 10 or 85, 15 split of like, sure, envision the whole week and envision, you know, every fantasy and, and beautiful thing happening that you want to happen and plan for the whole week. And then really tuck that aside and, and lock in and get back to work and just stay, stay in the moment. Cause that's, that's what's worked for us in the past. And, you know, maintain the humility that, Hey, anytime you play an opponent, particularly in a, 
NCAA match, there is a 50-50 chance of either team winning, and you've got to respect that, respect the opponent, um, and be ready to play and, and be grateful and enjoy the opportunity in the moment. So that's kind of our, our mindset and what we're hoping to, hoping to go with. So to the EIVA tournament finals, you switched setters midway through. Any thoughts on who you're going to be starting at setter for the um, playing match? It's a great question. Uh, we were, I was talking about that with, you know, we had dinner last night with uh, women's volleyball staff, who's, you know, really incredible um, uh, partners in all of this for us, and we were just chatting about it. And, you know, the beauty is, I, I don't know, we're going to we're practice today and tomorrow and, and let those guys compete, kind of go at it a little bit and see – see what happens, but they both bring sort of beautifully different things to the floor. You know, Joe Kelly is a senior and just fifth-year senior and just brings so much poise and just knowledge, right, historical knowledge of Princeton volleyball, of certain guys on the court, played with Parker Dixon for five years, four or five years, um, and, and Henry brings just the real, you know, sort of young fire and physical presence at the net, uh, jump serve, stuff like that, so I don't know. I, I would not – I'm excited to have both of them uh, not only at our disposal, but the team really ready for either one to come in and play. You know, it started – some elements of that, that last run there felt like elements of 2019 where, you know, we would switch George and Greg and Parker to different different positions during that Pepperdine match, and the team was like, yeah, this is what we do, you know. And so as, you know, you had Nero, Omani, and Brady Webbush coming in out at different points in the playoffs. You had Joe Kelly – and Henry Lobish come in at different points. Just really beautiful to see the team, the team fully buying into this kind of, you know, multi, multi-layered approach. You know, we have, you know, not six, seven, but eight, nine, maybe ten guys that could come in, two liberos, maybe 11 guys, impact the team. Uh, it makes me really excited that, you know, hey, we're going into a, a tough environment, and if, if things aren't working, we can, be adapt, we can adapt and adjust and have some other options to pull out. So just to follow up on that, you know, obviously every player wa- wa- wants to play. Sounds like you have that culture here where even if you're not playing, you know, it's not splintering the locker room. Everyone's totally on board supporting one another. How did you as a coach build that cult- culture at Princeton, which I- I'm sure is a tough one to build? It's incredibly tough. And, and I'll tell you, you know, we talk about culture. Uh, the analogy we make is like hygiene. You know, like you brush your teeth every day because you eat food every day and you shower every day because you got you to gotta keep clean every day. And, you know, it's not like you have a, a meeting about team culture and then go, oh, I think we, we're, our team culture is good. You know, it's like it takes work every day. And so I can say those things and, and talk about it from the top down, but it, it really comes from the seniors. It, and it comes from the seniors. I was at a luncheon yesterday with our, our men's soccer coach talking about when the senior, when the senior class really exhibits true, honest, genuine care, for the underclassmen, it creates this incredible feeling of just love and acceptance. And it starts to sort of set up the stage where those things can happen. Uh, and so I think it's Joe Kelly and Nico Jaya and Jared Nelson and Attila Delignant and Parker Dixon uh, just doing those type of things, leading that way the whole year. Parker Dixon hasn't played almost the entire year. Uh, Joe Kelly didn't play for a huge part of the year. Jared Nelson didn't play for a big section of the year. And those guys come in every day. They set the net up. They support the guys, and, and it sets up the stage. So you saw against St. Francis in that first set, Henry started. Henry, Henry Rebush was the starter. He set the first set. We won the first set, 25-21, played pretty well. And the staff decided to make a switch. We thought we'd be, we had, we're going to go with Joe Kelly. Joe Kelly came in, set the next two sets, beat St. Francis in three. And in the huddle after the match, Henry raised his hand and said, I want to commend Joe Kelly for coming in and setting an incredible match. And that was just such a beautiful, um, incredibly mature moment for that, for that freshman to sort of show back and shine back some of that love that Joe Kelly's been pouring onto him in that moment. 
And then you saw it reciprocated. You know, Joe set an incredible game through Penn State. You know, you could feel like NJIT was getting some steam in that in that third set, up 7-2. Boom, Henry comes in, puts some fire and some energy, comes back and wins the match for us. And and Joe is his biggest supporter, jumping and cheering on the sidelines. So, you know, I, I can say that it's things that we're trying to create and set up, but it really has to do with, from the top down, the seniors and upperclassmen just showing that genuine love and then the underclassmen having a, a much easier time sort of buying into it. But we're, we're incredibly grateful and thankful that uh, – that, that, that people are buying into it because it's really special to be a part of. Coach, two final questions before we let you go and kind of broader questions. Obviously, with the NCAA tournament, there's always some, some logistical stuff, stuff to figure out, whether it's from the coaching staff or even just the players, you know, playing volleyball this late in the semester and having lots of finals coming up. How, how do you feel your players and staff are kind of handling all those logistical stuff to set you guys up for success on the court at the NCAA tournament? Yeah, it's definitely, you know, uh, a lot to think about. You know, I definitely will say having having gone in 2019 really helps. The, the first time you do anything, I think it's just you don't know what you don't know. Um, so having done that, having been on the road to Long Beach in 2019 and, and being able to myself proctor some exams and, you know, be in touch with uh, professors and, you know, deans, deans of studies, stuff like that, that sort of helps me ready, you know, to be know what to do this time around. Um, but I also have to give credit to we have an incredible team around the team of administrators that are that are looking out for us. So Allison Rich is our senior associate athletic director and, and senior women's administrator. She was with us on the trip to Penn State. She'll be with us out there uh, at UCLA this week, and she's been incredible connecting the guys with the right, you know, uh, deans and people that need to sort of either adjust exams or have them proctored and stuff like that. So that's probably the biggest stress on them is the academic component. You know, make, that's a big, obviously a big reason why they're at Princeton and what they want to make sure they're going to be able to do. Um, and so making sure that their exams and everything is taken care of and they can finish up their thesis and stuff like that if they're a senior, that's probably the biggest focal point. But having having deans and director of studies and Allison Rich kind of on our side has, has made it a lot easier. So, um, yeah, we're, I'm crunching through the itinerary and stuff right now, but we're excited. We leave, uh, we leave Friday to head out there and, and play our match uh, on Sunday. We can't wait. Well, final question, we'll wrap up on this. You guys make the California trip every year. You have a large alumni base out there. You know, how loud do you think that Princeton uh, fan section is going to be for you on Sunday against North Greenville? Uh, you know, I, 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 we'll see. You know, I think it's, it's nice that it's on a weekend. I think that certainly helps because we obviously have people, you know, people in, in California will go places when they know they can get there without sitting in traffic. So I think that's a, that's a plus. Um, but, yeah, we're super excited. We, we've had just, you know, 30, 40 years of history of not only uh, California alums, but just so many uh, California connections to our program. So we're really excited, and hopefully they come out in big numbers. And, you know, to support us, but also to get to see them. That's the exciting part, too. You know, so many fans that we saw out there in January, uh, you know, we said sort of tongue-in-cheek, like, oh, yeah, we'll see you back here at UCLA in the championship. Like, yeah, okay, maybe. Who knows? Like, you know, uh, type dream. And somehow it came true. So we're just thrilled to, to keep the keep the dream alive and to get get a chance to go out to uh, just check the weather. So it's 72 and sunny all week. That's what we what we bank on when we come to California. So so we can't wait. Really thankful and appreciative, and um, I'm looking forward to it.